0: Let's read Spider-Man, the best podcast to break down hard-hitting dialogue such as anything creative, his head left in a bed of a rival, perhaps? Here to provide analysis for that line and so much more is my friend Eddie. How are you today,
1: Eddie? I'm doing great. Nice and cold here in Michigan. And this line, the way you read it, James B., it's got to be the kingpin, right? It is not the kingpin. What? (laughs) It's not? (laughs) It's not. The I'm
0: at a big advantage than you because I picked the line and you know you have to read all three books but uh, close it is, it is the foreigner's line
1: Oh well these two are similar in so many ways I'll I'm not too upset at myself but very fun if
0: somebody's asking for a hit and he's asking what would they like to have this person killed and it's you know would you like your head left in the bed of a rival perhaps or something like that he is
1: okay. a weird dude
0: just in so many ways. Well, that's not from the first book. That's from the last book we're going to talk about today. The first book is from April of 1987. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man 287, and there shall come a reckoning, written by Jim Owsley, penciled by Eric Larson, and inked by Art Nichols.
1: A Spider-Man? breaks up a child-run drug ring. Richard Fisk meets up with his sleazy right-hand man, Alfredo, to pay him to steal some police data. Peter is in Forest Hills enjoying a pleasant dinner with his dear aunt when Matt Murdock walks in. Peter, not happy Murdock is around, his aunt departs with him quickly in a cab. Matt tells Peter his interference in the gang war is prolonging it. Peter sees Red and the two fall out of the cab fighting, but the cabbie stops Peter saying, Beating up on a blind man! Back off, kid! (laughs) Across town, Alfredo retrieves the digital traps he wired within the police station. As he's on his way to Richard's penthouse, he's picked up by the Hobgoblin. Hobby steals the digital info and dumps Alfredo in the East River, nearly killing him. Ned Leeds stops by Peter's apartment to let him know he doesn't know where Lance Bannon is, and he needs Peter to photograph the sizable entourage protecting the kingpin as he re enters the city that night. Peter
0: says, last time we talked, we weren't exactly friends. Ned Leed says, you've always been all right in my book. Although it's written like he's lying, it's later revealed that he actually mends his relationship with Peter.
1: Wild stuff. Uh, In a scene, trying to show Lance Bannon being the Hobgoblin, MJ sees Lance kicked out of Kingsley International just after she thought she saw someone on a glider cruising above. That night, Spider-Man stops the Kingpin's entourage. He pulls him out of his limo, and while fighting, it is revealed the Kingpin is... Daredevil in a fat suit. Daredevil, Sergeant Tork, Karen Page, a bald guy and Falcon, created a decoy entourage for the real kingpin. Spidey's upset and attacks Daredevil. Spidey's nearly shot by Sergeant Tork, but Daredevil saves
0: him. You have Bald Guy as a one of Daredevil's <laughs> yeah, key I'm... members of his entourage. That's that's Melvin Potter, the costume owner's spotlight oh. costume
1: he's the gladiator i see i could not figure that out he hadn't been around for a while so i didn't recognize him thank you james b well meanwhile the kingpin quietly arrives at his headquarters where much to his surprise the hobgoblin waits in the scene trying to show ned Leeds being the hobgoblin the kingpin gives hobby info about soviet spy operatives during the cold war and gives the Kingpin the true identity of the Rose. But the Kingpin already knows who the Rose is and says, Very soon, I shall use that
0: knowledge to destroy him.
1: Ooh. <laughs> These uh, Soviet spy operatives, this is the info Ned was telling Joe Robbie he was working on. They're ca- mm. connected here, Ned of the Kingpin and the Hobgoblin. Mm.
0: Um, sure, yeah, I thought that too. Uh, regarding action scenes in this book... Spider-Man fought some teenagers and then twice battled Daredevil, once
1: taking out a cab door, which he's going to get billed for. <laughs> yes. it, uh, he fought Matt Murdock, technically, right? Uh, he wasn't yes, in costume. It's Peter, it's Peter Parker fighting Matt Murdock. Yes. McGraw. That's
0: why you can bill him. Uh, but despite <laughs> the lack of any real fighting, because there's nothing in this book, like I said, uh, this was a five-star book all the way. It's a good one. Yeah.
1: By the way, uh, Alfred, that's Alfredo Morelli, right? Uh, is this the one that's trying to go out with MJ from our last podcast? She's,
0: she's been hooking up with him. It's got to be. The two Alfredos in the storylines of Spider-Man, that definitely is Alfredo Morelli.
1: I like this crossover. Unless you think
0: there's two Alfredos going on right now in the book. It would make sense. It is the same guy. It's got to be. Yeah, it's be. I agree with you. It's got to be. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> well, let's see if Alfredo Morelli's in our next book. It's from May of 1987. Stealing presents The Amazing Spider-Man 288, Gang War Rages on it, written by Jim Owsley, pencils by
1: Alan Cooperberg, and inks by Jim Fern. The Kingpin is back! While he broods over a picture of his wife, he also intends to clean house. First he kills the doctor, who was looking after Vanessa. Then he sends two assassins after Matt Murdock, Sergeant Tork, Falcon, and Ben Urich. Although there's much gunfire, none of our heroes are hurt. Kingpin then lists the men he wants eliminated from his organization to the Arranger. Just to jump in here, there's like a couple pages of him just reading names. There's a lot of names, it's true. Uh, Because the black cat's apartment was blown up, she's staying with her buddy, Peter. When MJ arrives in the morning, she's not happy. As the bickering grows heated, Peter speedily departs to Aunt May's house. Matt Murdock calls Peter at Aunt May's, and although Peter was tricked by Murdock in the last book, the Black Cat and Spider-Man meet up with Daredevil and his crew. Apologies are said, and they band together to break up the Kingpin's organization's meeting that night.
0: There's a scene where the Hobgoblin attacks Jack-o'-lantern, but then Alfredo takes out the Hobgoblin. Remember Alfredo got dropped in the East River last book?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I forgot about that. Just when Alfredo is about to defeat or kill or unmask him or something, Jack-o'-lantern attacks Alfredo because he wants to be the one to defeat the Hobgoblin. Wrestling fans, this is like watching a triple threat match, if you
1: know what that is all about. Uh, anyway, Hobgoblin <laughs> escapes. Well, Hammerhead, the police, the Punisher and Daredevil's crew, including Spider-Man and Black Cat, all intend to crash this huge meeting the Kingpin's having. But before the meeting begins, Kingpin meets up with his son Richard, a.k.a. the Rose, and Kingpin informs Richard the meeting serves to distract everyone from the convalescent Vanessa as she is moved to Europe and to allow the authorities to arrest all his henchmen as a gesture of goodwill for helping him arrive safely back to New York City. He declares... The gang war ends at the stroke of midnight. The plan plays out just as the Kingpin intended, with Spider-Man, Black Cat, Daredevil, Falcon, and Sergeant Tork, all believing they stopped assassinations, but ultimately looking foolish in the process. Spider-Man heads to the Kingpin's office and crushes his desk. But he and everyone else is powerless to do any meaningful harm to the Kingpin.
0: You know, if there was an actual risk of some of these characters dying, this comic could have been the best comic of all time. That's what Robert Kirkman, that's The Walking Dead, by the way. Oh, yeah. And George R.R. Martin, which is Game of Thrones, got right. But regardless, it's a well-written story. It brings some of the edge of Daredevil to a naive young Spider-Man's world. Eddie, I'm going to do it. I'm going to declare a second five-star book. (laughs)
1: I can't help but agree with you again. There's so much great storyline going on in these books, Eddie. Yesterday we had a big
0: reveal in the you know in the real world. Do you remember? Ah, uh,
1: I don't recall.
0: Help me out, James B. It was in Pennsylvania with Punxsutawney Phil.
1: Oh, was it um, Groundhog Day?
0: Yes, yes. I'm surprised you didn't pay more <laughs> attention on
1: Groundhog Day,
0: uh, Eddie. You want to tell the listeners what happened?
1: Uh did uh see a shadow? I just tell the listeners if he did or he didn't. I feel like he saw a shadow. Okay, well more winter, everyone. He went back in.
0: <laughs> no. Well, we're gonna have another big reveal finally here. Uh almost as important. <laughs> And that's in a book from June of 1987, double size issue. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man 289, The Hobgoblin Revealed, written Woo! by Peter David, penciled by Alan Kupperberg, and Tom
1: Morgan, inked by Jim Fern. So hyped, James B., it's finally time, The Hobgoblin Revealed. James B., the last book was so busy, I didn't even talk about how Flash is still on the run from the law and hiding out in his new love, Betty Brant's apartment. After Lance Bannon catches a glimpse of Flash in her apartment, the Hobgoblin breaks in to kill Flash. But before he kills, uh, Hobby reveals his identity to Flash, only to have Betty arrive home unexpectedly and faint when she sees the unmasked Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin flies off, not wanting to be part of the commotion caused by Betty screaming.
0: So he breaks in the apartment and he's like, that's fine. You get ready to kill someone, that's fine. But Betty screams and he's like, Well, I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> I guess he broke in very quietly and he's like, Oh, that'll aro because he says that'll arouse the neighbors. I don't want to be part of Got it. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. That was all
1: I agree. Those were in the previous books. So yes. Let's see what
0: happens in this book.
1: While on assignment in Europe with Peter, Ned wait, leads. What? Sorry, what happened wait, what? We're <laughs> Yes, I'm we're sorry. in Europe again. <laughs>
0: We were we're just suddenly in Europe. Boom!
1: Okay. It's so how it goes, James B. <laughs> okay. While on assignment in Europe with Peter, Ned Leeds was killed. <laughs> you thought the Europe part was the shocking moment of that sentence. <laughs> mm, it's true. <laughs> uh, Peter assumes the killers were after Spider-Man, but only found Ned and killed him. After the funeral, Peter accompanies Betty back to her apartment. On the streets not far away, Flash mopes around, blending in with the homeless, still on the run from the law, on his last straw. Over a chess match, the Kingpin scolds the foreigner for killing the Hobgoblin. Nonchalantly, the foreigner tells the Kingpin it was business and to let it go. The Kingpin is not pleased and puts a call out to talk to Spider-Man. Spider-Man obliges, and when he arrives, the Kingpin hands him his dossier on the Hobgoblin to Spider-Man's horror, it is revealed that the Hobgoblin is... Ned Leeds!
0: Congratulations, Eddie. I know you've wanted Ned Leeds dead for a long
1: time. Hooray! (laughs) Hooray! Wait, wait. I don't know if I wanted him dead, I just didn't like that guy.
0: (laughs) In comic book world, that's the same as you want him dead. (laughs) for Ned. Yeah, so it was actually the Jack-o'-lantern that paid the foreigner to have the hobgoblin killed. Uh, Jack-o'-lantern has been a real surprise to me. I I thought this guy was like one of those joke characters. Right.
1: (laughs) He has a a flaming jack-o'-lantern head (laughs) and like a scaly green outfit. He does not look like any kind of serious character. Agreed there.
0: I'm glad this wasn't spoiled for me that I hadn't come across like, oh, jack-o'-lantern kills Ned Leeds. Of course, he doesn't really kill him. He has the foreigner do it. Obviously this happens while um, they were up in Europe and we're not going to, there's no, they show the scenes of the guys going in with guns and shooting him, but there's no, there's no real story there except for we see him at gunpoint. We assume that he gets killed because the story just jumps
1: almost like, you know, to the funeral. It was really anticlimactic, right? I, I hated how he got killed and I don't think the hobgoblin should have been killed in such a, by some hired guns? It's not even a superhero of any type in Europe. It makes no sense to me why this played out like that.
0: I had Gene Duo flashbacks the way the story was being told, too. They, they kind of gave you the right. right away. This person's dead, and now we'll try Funeral. to
1: explain sort of what's happening. It just was really aggravating to have so little buildup of him going to Europe. Well, and
0: then he's, But you see the hobgoblin flying around. The Kingpin says, jack-o'-lantern took the suit and he's now using it. But then when we see the hobgoblin later, he says, like, I killed, you know, Jason McIndale. I'm someone else. But that's it. Like, he says, I'm someone else. But we don't Weird. get, like, we don't get, like, oh, here's jack-o'-lantern's
1: body or, you know, see, reveals I, himself. So I, I, we just
0: assume he saw the truth.
1: I read that section and I it seemed like, to me, like, Jason McIndale is saying, like, I am now the hobgoblin because I killed... Ned Could be,
0: I think they just want you to be. I think I want it to be unknown, like Super. who is the hobgoblin? Yeah, it was,
1: like, it's like we get the hobgoblin revealed, only to have the hobgoblin buried in mystery immediately again. So,
0: <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> well, if you looked at the at this lantern character, he was sitting there in the in the foreigner's office, a little bit of a doofus in the office. He's like trying to get him served lunch, and he's trying to. <laughs> You know, it's like he, he's getting his own money pulled out of he's, his own Swiss bank account without his permission. He's he's not coming across like a, like a criminal mastermind at the time. He's
1: already been rejected by the Kingpin as an assassin, like flat out, like, you're not working for me. You're not good enough, too. <laughs> well, let's get to the point when the, the, the new Hobgoblin shows up. So Spider-Man heads off to find Foreigner and Jack-O-Lantern. Jack-O-Lantern is now the Hobgoblin. And when he finds him, battle ensues. Much punching occurs in the dark, actually, and it's some exploding pumpkin bombs that light spider mans suit on fire. Spider-Man lays wounded uh, when Hopgoblin hurls one final bomb at him, but an old muscle reflex sends Flash Thompson in to catch it and he flings it back at Hobby. This injures Flash, but he survives and goes to the hospital. There da tower informs flash his name will be cleared finally felicia makes spider-man a new suit and the two embrace before the last panel whereas spider-man declares he's not giving up being spider-man because parkers don't give up yeah it's, it's a big time embrace too by the I, way we could read into that embrace <laughs> i stopped reading these books
0: 15 or 16 or so because i got a job and my license i'm glad i got to read these books to wrap up some of my childhood storylines i do have a problem that i never saw the ned leads body
1: we see him tied up in europe supposedly dead like peter finds him and says ned's dead Oh, okay i'll, I'll have to go back i don't and- it's
0: this. It, the book is full of flashbacks, of sometimes he I
1: didn't. Getting, he wasn't he there when he got mind. killed. He just finds the body. I I thought Ned was gonna like come out of some kind of stasis of seemingly dead. I agree. This is not a great ending for Ned Leeds if it actually is the ending.
0: <laughs> yeah. So here's here's where I get a little my I get a little doubt. It says. On page, well, one of the early pages. Click, I'm in Berlin up to my armpit and spies, and Wolverine shows up having tracked me about my scent. He says, "We, we have to talk. I don't see much choice. Click, later on I come back to the hotel and find Ned Leeds, with whom I was on assignment for the Bugle, gagged and dead. But seconds later, the cops are there. So is Wolverine, the world goes red. Click, I'm fighting Wolverine. I don't remember why I'm in a fog. Autopilot my mind, overcome by horror, has gone to neutral. What's the point? That is not a, like, I found Ned's body, everything makes sense to me. That's, like, a really weird storyline
1: where I don't even know if this is true. The strange thing about this Wolverine too, there's no mention of, like, is that, does that happen in an X-Men book or a Wolverine book? Like, you should be get a little, no. like, star, and I would assume this happened elsewhere, and then I would have to go buy a book, but... That doesn't happen. It's very strange,
0: right? I don't think Ned Leeds is getting killed in a Wolverine book.
1: And it would make hey. me buy a Wolverine book.
0: <laughs> By the way, if there's not that many. There is a Wolverine book. Not book. yet, I don't think. Actually, right around this time, they're going to release a Wolverine book. But that's a... huh. all right. Let's okay. wrap this up. Oh, we have a sponsor. Of course. Who is it, James B. Eddie? We are less than nine months from Halloween. <laughs> So today's sponsor is an item that you need today. Start heading out the door, Eddie, as we're talking. I'll do the sponsor without you. You may recall the Green Goblin costume makes you crazy, and the Hobgoblin costume makes you even crazier. Unlike many Halloween costumes, where you pretend to be crazy just by putting this on makes you crazy. Aliasnik might say to dress up as Doc Ock, or Doc Ock and Spider-Man these days, but you'll just get your arms ripped off. Choose the Hobgoblin costume. So don't be a mover. Be the hobgoblin. What's that you say? Your friend is already the hobgoblin. No worries. You can never have too many hobgoblins. Just ask Ned Leeds or Jason Philip Mackendale or Flash Thompson or whoever we think this next hobgoblin could be. Maybe it's still Ned Leeds. You can get these at two places: Eddie's favorite uh, Wawa, the best place for costumes and circus peanuts, or the Spotlight Costume Shop, where some bald guy works. No, we actually know it's Melvin Potter, Eddie. The Let's Read Spider Man podcast is a, a sponsor of the Spotlight uh, costume shop. You can receive a free cosmic oneness button if you mention the Let's Read Spider Man <laughs> podcast and make a purchase of $50 or more.
1: James B., these sponsors you find. You know, we do begin for Halloween the day after Halloween <laughs> in my household. So I understand this uh, long preparation, but. There need be no more crazy. I don't need any more crazy. I should say in my house. So, thank you for finding a sponsor, James B. No, thank you for a hobgoblin costume that makes you extra crazy.
0: Okay, well, you'll be the only one without a hobgoblin <laughs> costume. I assure you. Just like I'm the only one on our Discord channel
1: to That's right. You're just gonna have to mute James B. and let me reply to all these musicians. Me. Me and Jeremy apparently will be
0: banging on our cowbells. <laughs> hey, um, look, we these books. This is some good Oof. stuff here. These are really, really good. I'm um, I'm sad that we're leaving these books. I I don't even want to I don't even want to leave them. I want to stay. here. I found
1: them hard to podcast about and just so much fun to read. So if you're gonna read something, great books to read.
0: Yeah, the the kingpin in these books. He's trying to get all the people that work with him arrested and not killed. Right. As part of a bargain with the authorities. And the foreigner and the kingpin are up to hijinks on each other, trying to kill each other all the time, which is just excellent. And then there's this whole storyline going on with all these people that are in MJ's life, uh, like, Kingsley and Alfredo Morelli and they're running around being you know unscrupulous and we got Lieutenant Keating who we're carrying over from the other book and uh, Daredevil's got his whole crew there's just so so many characters that you're trying to keep track of yeah Black Um, Cat's mixed in here too but yeah a lot a lot of good stuff here it's the kind of book that I wouldn't mind sitting down reading again Uh, especially if we get into the future and we learn some more things you can kind of go back and maybe read between the lines here things we you know, yeah, we don't good writing, as much today. foreshadowing,
1: looking back in the past. Daredevil in a fat suit, remember that? The Kingpin was Daredevil
0: in a fat suit. That alone would have been yes. like a whole book. We would have talked about that. From, you know, and we just have to kind of, oh, quickly get past that. So it's good stuff. Eddie, if people want to tell us that these books are five-star books and they agree with me because they are, how can they reach us? You
1: can email us at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or click on the link in this podcast description to join our Discord channel and connect with us through social media.
0: Yeah, we had two new members join Discord this week. They were discussing the Spider-Man video games. So if you want to get in on that conversation and more, just click on the link in this podcast, Eddie said. Woo! And now it's time for the close. I'm James B. joined by... Eddie! And
1: remember, listeners... If you want something done, do it yourself.
0: Or you can just... Hire the foreigner for a million dollars and he'll do it for you. Goodbye. Goodbye. You want to bang your mic like a few more times today? <laughs>
1: I my knuckles keep hitting the desk I don't know why. It, oh, you're hitting the desk it makes I'm hitting like... my desk and that's going through the desk cuz it's on the arm that's attached to the bike. Spider-Man <sighs> smashed the Kingpin's desk, right? And then he yeah. and
0: he broke like a crystal image of Vanessa?
1: He did. The Kingpin remained remarkably calm after that too we well,
0: picked it up and put it in a drawer was, again another huge moment of the book to something important but we're like i don't have time for this story i don't even know what they're doing here
1: yeah there was probably 10 moments that in any other podcast we could have talked at length about but the hobgoblin getting revealed that just takes up all our bandwidth that's it's got to it's been so long in coming yeah why is wolverine this book i don't know <laughs> It's not explained. There's no allusion
0: to a different book, too. (laughs) Spider-Man's in his red costume when he's fighting Wolverine in Europe. Weird. Maybe it wasn't an X-Men book.
1: Why wouldn't they tell us? That doesn't make sense to me. Jim Shooter would tell us, I feel like, or Stan Lee, because he wants. Because yeah. I mean, Jim Shooter's—he's—he's not going to be here much longer. yeah you like to bring that up you're very excited about i keep waiting for it and it's just not happening so i keep saying it until it does